the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. Are you ready? Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. Jesus could not have moved that stone. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary meaning there were eyewitnesses, women who had touched him, they had watched him on the cross. They, they saw the beatings. They had touched him after death. And they were just sitting there opposite the tomb. You know, they, 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 they were shell-shocked. They, 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 they were overwhelmed by the events of the day, and they just stared. And in their minds, there was absolutely no question that the Jesus they had walked with and loved was dead. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, The chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate. These men obviously had a very uneasy conscience, plus a sneaking suspicion that maybe that Jesus could do what he said he would do. So to cover all their bases and to make absolutely sure, they do verse 63. They say, Pilate, we remember while he was still alive, how that deceiver said, after three days, I'll what? Arise. You see, Jesus' death and resurrection was not an afterthought. It wasn't something that the disciples concocted after he died to explain away what happened. Jesus had prophesied over and over again that he had come to the earth to to live and to die. And on the third day, he'd get back up again. And he said it so enough that even his enemies had a record of these statements said Pilate therefore command use your Roman authority that the tomb be made secure until the third day now notice here these are the same men that watched the sky turn black while Jesus was on the cross they were spooked but they were in too far they were in too deep to turn back now So what they try to do is kind of play off that nagging fear by blaming the disciples. And this is still what we do. We say, Jesus, the reason I don't believe in you is because of your people. Yeah, one day there was this lady that called herself a Christian that lived on my block. You know, I have some family members that call themselves Christians or, 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 you know, I read something about a pastor on the internet or, or, or in an article. And because of your people, that's the reason I don't believe. But pay attention here. In spite of all they saw, they blame the disciples. 
And my prayer is after I'm through here today, after all you see, you will not stand before God saying, well, I met some hypocrites. I saw some people in church. Listen, you, you, all of us are going to stand before a holy God. And when you go, you're not going to be able to bring anybody with you. We will all stand before either the judgment seat of Christ or the white throne of God and give an account for how we handled this message of Jesus's love. He said, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has not risen from the dead. Here's the problem. Will we let ourselves develop such deep biases? Not even a person raised from the dead can convince us otherwise. These men were privy to the strongest case. It was actually airtight. And we'll explain this in a moment. But still they wanted to hold on to their power. Still they wanted to cling to their position. And, you know, let, let, me, let me read and, and, and we'll, we'll discuss this. They said, so the last deception will be worse than the what? First, these men understood that what happened to Jesus at death would be even greater than everything he did in life. Pilate said to them, you have a guard. Go your way. Make it secure as you know how. Here's the problem. How many of you know that humans can't guard against God? All these men did was make the miracle even more credible. So they went and made the tomb secure, meaning the soldiers established the perimeter. It says, then they sealed the stone. It was a little bit like police tape uh, in our country, but it, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a lot more thorough. It was more like police tape on, on steroids, if you will. They wrapped the front of the, the, the tomb in rope. And the ropes, the end of each rope was emplaced in, in, in wax or clay. And it probably had the Roman insignia in that wax of clay. And, and, and what, what it meant was if, if, if that wax was broken, it meant that someone had tampered with what was behind the stone. So now you have the power of the Roman government verifying with wax, rope, and the rest. Not only a big old stone, not only the eyewitness, but the Roman government verifying that that tomb is guarded and the contents of that tomb have not been touched by human hands. And setting the guard, again, you may be able to guard against people, but you can't guard against the supernatural power of God. Matthew 28 and 1. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. They were there when they buried him. But now they want to finish. They just want to show their respects. And behold, on their way, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. And what did he do? Sat on it. This, this guy was kind of cool. You know, he, he, he didn't have to do that, but he just kind of did it. You know, when we look at this, we really don't know if the angel, you know, caused the earthquake that moved the stone. Or if the ground shook because of the angel and then the angel moved the stone. But the reality is it really didn't matter. No one could stop this angel. This angel was unstoppable. Let me tell you something. The angels assigned in your life cannot be stopped by human hands. I don't care how many governments. 
I don't care how many guards, I don't care the machinations of the human mind that array against the plan of God. God cannot be stopped. His countenance was like lightning. That's the way Jesus' face looked on the Mount of Transfiguration. And we get to glory, we're going to look the same way. It's going to be marvelous. And his clothing as white as the snow, he was fierce to look at. And the guards shook for fear of him. Please pay attention. These are war-hardened soldiers. These are killers by trade. And they are shaking like leaves. God is not something or someone to play with. These soldiers, again, soldiers, not teenage, you know, little girls at a a Justin Bieber concert. I'm talking about soldiers (laughs) became like dead men. You know, God is compassionate. God is sympathetic. He's caring. But church, he's nobody to toy with. Each soldier passed out under the strain. But the angel answered, not the soldiers. Those of you that are trying to protect God from where he's going and stop God from where he's going, you're going to deal with the side of God you don't really like. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was what? Crucified. You see, when you're really seeking Jesus, God will speak to you. Now, if you're coming here with a mentality, I'm not going to let it go too deep. I, you know, I don't care about this word. He can talk, talk all he wants. I'm just trying to get in here and get my Sunday in for Easter and I'm out of here. Now, now you <laughs> might not hear a lot. But the women who came to seek Jesus heard a voice. And that voice said, he is not here. Sometimes I'm absolutely convinced I worship a different Jesus than most people. The Jesus I know got beat down. The Jesus I know got knocked down. But the Jesus I know also got up. And if Christ be in you, I expect for you also not always to be under not always to be down but at some point rise up above your circumstance rise up above your condition rise up above what people done to you did to you how they looked at you how they left get over it and get up that's my Jesus that's my Jesus they brutally crucified him but on the third day just give God a little bit of time give him a little bit of time but y'all so weak not you your neighbor so weak you don't get to Sunday unless you go through Good Friday he had to face his Friday night before he experienced his Sunday morning sometimes it's gonna hurt Sometimes you're going to ache. Sometimes it's not fair. Sometimes it's just not right. But he didn't come down from his cross. He saw it through till the end. And if you hang in there, Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. 
Sunday, your Sunday is here. Your, your Sunday is here. He's not here for he is risen as he said. This is why I'm in the word all the time. Because God will do what he said he would do. There ain't no guard, ain't no stone, ain't no cave, not even a, a, a rugged cross. That keep God back from his purpose and intention. You know, so studying these things some time ago, I said, Lord, let me, let me look away. I, I, I don't like this part. I don't like these types of messages. It's just too, don't give me any more revelation. Just let me get it done quick. And, and I want to get out there. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, Derek, I don't hurt anymore. And that would have been enough. But then he said, and soon you won't hurt anymore either. We hope you are enjoying this classic message from Bishop Greer. Stay tuned for the completion of this teaching in just a moment. Hey family, it's Bishop Derek Greer and I invite you to fuel up, get fired up and have an awesome fellowship with me and the Grace Church family this Resurrection Sunday. It will all happen at the gorgeous Hilton Performing Arts Center in Manassas, Virginia. There'll be room for all and a special treat for elementary school children in attendance. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org slash resurrection. That's gracechurchva.org slash resurrection and we will see you there. Let's get back to this classic message from Bishop. What we're going through in life is momentary. (laughs) I mean, what we're facing is just an hour. Maybe it's barely an hour in eternity's day. And we will soon get to the other side. But you got to boldly face your Friday. You got to man up. When it hurts, Jesus died with honor. He's more of a man than you've ever imagined. Now, he's God, but the type of man he is has caused me to to, to bow down and kneel. The type of man he is to take that for me and in the midst of it, have a conversation with a man on his right side. You know what it costs him to breathe. But he breathed deep and said, Son, this day you will be with me in paradise. While he was on that cross, he had you and me on his mind. It wasn't the nails that kept him and held him to that cross. It was his love. For me and you. And he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Again, remember, they, they were there when they laid him on the tomb. And they said their goodbyes. They saw the stone roll into place. But when they went back, it was empty. And now they could only marvel. They, they had no work. That they didn't. And I believe God wants to give you a moment where what died, what was destroyed, what you thought place of defeat is suddenly and you're like something you didn't think you could ever recover from. You couldn't come back your mindset from that. That was just too much, hurt too bad. There's no coming back from that. But God, if you endure to the end, you will have a moment where you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
just as he said. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Some people kind of get bothered by the fact that women were the first preachers of the gospel. But God hasn't stopped since. The first to carry the message were women. And I think before he returns, you're going to see women do more than you ever imagined. Verse 11. Come on, we got it. We got to get out. Now, while they were going, behold, some, not all, but some of the guards, they, they understood that the penalty of, of leaving or letting your, uh, the, the, the person you were guarding go or escaping was really death for the soldier. Sometimes if they, if they he was really feeling good about you, they give you a court martial, but typically they, they killed you. And the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all things that had happened. Now pay attention here because these men had absolutely no reason to lie. They weren't against the Pharisees or for the Sadducees. They weren't for the scribes or for Jesus. These were Italian soldiers that just didn't care lest they didn't have a dog in the fight. So they had no reason to lie. And they went to the high priest and, and they told him exactly what happened. They said, uh, Mr. Priest, uh, we were doing what we were supposed to do, just like we were ordered to do. And a shining angel <laughs> appeared. An earthquake occurred and we fell down to the ground like dead men there's no reason for these men to lie but watch the response of the religious leaders when they had assembled the elders and consulted together they convened a special uh, meeting of the Sanhedrin they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers we know Judas required 30 pieces of silver to betray the Lord, so it cost him 30 pieces of silver to crucify Jesus, but the cover-up cost them, the Bible said, a large sum of money. The cover-up is always more expensive than the crime. Ask David and Bathsheba. Saying, tell them, these guys, his disciples came at night and stole them away while we slept. Here's the problem. These leaders had heard Jesus prophesy of his death. And guess what? They killed him just like he said they would. They watched the sky go dark while he was on the cross. Now he hears an airtight testimony from witnesses who on their life were charged to guard the tomb come back with a report that some type of supernatural event has occurred and instead of falling on their face, repenting and saying, oh God, I'm sorry. They dug in in opposition. And here's the deal this morning, as well as those of you in overflow. This morning, you can hear this message and say, yeah, you can dig in in opposition or you can repent. The choice is yours. And if it comes to the governor's ears, We'll appease him and make you secure. See, just as sin had hardened Pharaoh's heart. You know, imagine the first couple plagues, you know, okay, I'll be a little bit stubborn. I mean, frogs and locusts and, I mean, by the sixth or seventh, you know, you'd think he, he you know what, I'm going to let y'all go. <laughs> but after each of the plagues, his heart was hardened. But the New Testament says sin hardens the heart. And what the deal was, is Pharaoh liked things the way they were. 
And he didn't want anything to get in the way of the way things were in his life. That's why Jesus said, you know, if you're going to follow me, you can't love your life. You have to be willing to lay it down. Just as Pharaoh took 10 plagues before he let them go. And then he rethought it and traced them. You, you guys all know the narrative. So did the sin of, 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 of self-preservation harden the hearts of these religious leaders. And here today, you can listen to me and say, I hear what you're saying. And you know, that's some good stuff. But you know what? I'm not ready for all that. I want to keep my life as it is. You know, I'm enjoying the things I'm doing and the way I'm living. Just as self-preservation blinded their eyes, their desire to retain power, their their, their desire to to stay rulers of Israel because if Jesus was truly the king, they were going to have to step aside. Their desire to, to keep control is what caused them not to be able to see. And many of us sitting here Your desire to stay on the throne of your life, your desire to keep living as you're living, even though the case is crystal clear to you, though your conscience is speaking to you, though the Holy Spirit is ringing in your very ears, you still have the choice either to say yes or to dig in once again and say, well, they weren't nice enough in the parking lot. I don't like the preacher's suit. He could smile more while he's talking to me that way. But just like these leaders, you're pointing at the disciples and missing the evidence that God has so clearly laid before you today. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we'll appease him. Verse 15 and we're through. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. History records Justin Martyr in in particular says that high-ranking officials were sent throughout all Israel proclaiming this narrative and story. Thus began the greatest cover-up in all of human history. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Let Let me tell you something. I could come in here giggling with a motivational speech. But all that will do is entertain you. This is not play. I don't do what I do because I didn't have other options. The reason I'm talking to you today, the reason why the angels of God brought you here today is because God, I think, is getting a little tired of churchianity. And he wants some Christianity. He wants to put Christ back in our church and our religion. Many people come, and you might not like this, but I'm going to tell you. You want to have church, but you don't want Jesus. Today, I've decided. Some of y'all only see one time a year. That this Sunday, I'm going to give you Jesus. And if you never heard the gospel, and all you heard is someone hoop and holler, and heard some choir sing, but you never really heard the gospel, this day all excuses, everything you can rest on to say, well, I didn't know, this little preacher just kicked from underneath you. I know it gets a little tough, 
But I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of him. So you have a choice this morning. I was trying to get nicer and I got rougher. Do you believe, pay attention to the question, the men and women who laid down their lives to record this message that we just read? Or do you believe the report of the religious leaders that crucified Jesus? This morning, the choice is simple. I believe Jesus. I believe the religious leaders. It's not about feeling. It's about a choice. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. Some will deny it. Others will try again to explain it away. But on this Resurrection Sunday, the Holy Spirit would not allow you to ignore it. So my prayer in this moment is that it gets old-fashioned in here, where there's a response, not to the personality of a man, but to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every head bowed and every eye. You've been listening to a classic message from Derek Greer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Hey family, it's Bishop Derek Greer and I invite you to fuel up, get fired up and have an awesome fellowship with me and the Grace Church family this Resurrection Sunday. It will all happen at the gorgeous Hilton Performing Arts Center in Manassas, Virginia. There'll be room for all and a special treat for elementary school children in attendance. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org slash resurrection. That's gracechurchva.org slash resurrection and we will see you there. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.